Welcome back to the next part of this Truth and Rhythm episode. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. If you've already done so, please share it with friends. Also become a member by joining Truth and Rhythm on Patreon or consider donating at funkinstuff.net. Thank you so much for your interest and support. Enjoy. Um, Two Car Mind is a jam too. Um, I gotta call mm. that one out. Yes. I uh, was looking for it. Uh, uh, do you know what it means? Where does it ring any bell with you? A tune car mine? Yes. Uh, I, I I turned around Bootsy's uh, cartoon mind. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a cartoon mind. It's like, oh, there's the word car is in it and, and tune. Hmm, and a tune car. It's, I mean, it's that and, and uh, into uh, tuning cars. So that's that. What it's okay. a little bit. Of, Okay, you don't. You didn't get it. Probably no one did. <laughs> well, it's, it's obvious now. Cartoon mind, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you got a car. Well, I got a tuned car mind. I mean, my car <laughs> it's always on the one. And uh, yeah, it's basically an um, a piece of a Seven Eleven track, which is a remix. And I uh, it is um, which track is it? The Seven Eleven track, Good Life. And we took a piece from that in the studio. It's, it's the basis. And then on top of that, I put my own uh, uh, bass uh, stuff. So it's a combination of uh, 7-Eleven and Dodge. Yeah. And like um, Ram Power, that is a, um, it's a song we used to play with 7-Eleven. You know, when you're in a live band, it's, it's always changing. You know, we were around 33 years and songs, we don't keep them, you know, they, okay, we want to make new, new tracks, so you rehearse and so stuff gets uh, thrown out. And um, Ram Power was, uh, was one of those tracks. So um, I it had a different title, but I, it's kind of a recycle your funk when 7-Eleven don't want to use it no more. I can use it to make a new track of it as is uh, on um, this one, there's a track called Dodgeland. That's an old 7-Eleven track as well. So um, recycle your phone, babe. <laughs> yeah, well, I Always, mean, uh, the, the, George Clinton and Bootsy certainly aren't averse to that themselves. They've done it many times. So. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Hey, that sounds like uh, a track from uh, 20 years ago. And then the pieces come back. Yes. Recycle it. Or sometimes just something that was a little riff that was a lot of times played live, you know, and all of a sudden it's turned into part of an actual studio recording. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, that, well, star, that star base uh, invasion, though, I mean, that was really your full, to me, your full blown 
you know, recording, uh, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's a really, uh, admirable effort. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that one. So congratulations yeah. on, on that record. Thanks. And, um, yeah, it's, um, um, I really did what I want to do and I did it, uh, kind of relaxed when you got, uh, as a musician, I wouldn't say I'm a bass player because I, I don't make money my, my living with it. But um, so, but I play the bass, and I'm very influenced by Bootsy and uh, and funk. And and when I'm relaxed and not trying hard like on this one, it's red. Then this comes out. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's really flowing and it's it's with with fun. You know, I was in the studio with. Uh, with another man, he calls himself OJ. He lives here in Uden, and we were recording it. He's really a hip hop producer, but so for him, playing or recording with a musician is something else. But hey, it works, and it's uh, we we had a lot of fun. You know, that's maybe you can hear it. <laughs> it's uh, it's not depressing or it's. it's Except maybe at one track called Headache. It is a full with notes, bass notes, yeah. completely fill it up. And then we look for a title. Oh man, uh, how we call it? And I don't know, I got a headache. I, said, I can't think. He said, Well, I got a headache too. Well, there it is. <laughs> you know, like, call it Headache. Maybe you, you get a headache out of it, or maybe you get your headache gets relieved by listening to it. That's it. Um, <laughs> and this is the only track I know where the outro, the song is ready, the outro takes longer than the song itself. <laughs> so, yeah, you can put like 60 minutes on such a thing, such a, a medium, and uh, yeah, fill it up. You know, it's all uh, ones and zeros, it's, it's, it's digital. Completely fill it up. I I really like on that one uh, um, the solo on Dodgeland is pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I asked two uh, German German dudes. They're they're playing on that as well. So uh, like uh, the first album, I had two girls play a solo on Rampower, and uh, so a guy knew a guy. I knew these. Got to meet these two uh, talented uh, guys on the conservatory in Arnhem, in uh, in Holland. Asked them, want to do a solo? Yeah, come on over then and then. Yeah, that's good. They took their basses out of a, uh, a floppy uh, cover, plugged in. And there it goes. <laughs> there we go. Now, okay, thanks. And uh, they went out, and that was it. So we cleaned it up a bit. Yeah. I mean, that kind of you know, it's relaxed. It's not uh, not difficult really to make uh, music that that yeah, that feels good. I uh, thanks for your compliments, but uh, yeah, the Jewel of the Nile. That's a, very slick. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just just funk. I don't know if it's intentional, but I swear I hear the uh, Ohio Players Hoochie Coo riff in that one. Oh really? Is that a, a guitar riff or a bass yeah, riff? Yeah, bass riff in the Ohio Players track. Oh wow, 
That's uh, uh, that's good because I don't know the track, uh, but I do know when I first recorded the the basses without the vocals of this track, it sounded like between two sheets. You know what I mean? You know that track? It's a horny horn track. Which one? Uh, between two sheets. Oh yeah, I love that one. Yeah. It's an echo bass. Oh. So Booty could it hits it once and then the, yeah, the I know exactly. So I first had that uh, uh, well I got I can make an echo bass as well and it sounds really funny that that's his it's it's a it's a strange that uh, that effect could do you know that that uh, it's only in one track in the world. <laughs> I never heard it except in uh, between two sheets. I don't understand it. So I I put this. I had a I had a track down. Then uh, Dice, the manager, guitar player, said uh, that sounds like between two sheets. <laughs> you better not use that. Uh, yeah, it's, I said it's it's um, I said um, not intentional. I just I took the, the effect you know, on the floor echo. You got you got that song right away. Uh, however you play it, it sounds right away like between two sheets. So I changed it. I, I took it off, and, and so I don't want to be uh, I want to don't want to cover another song or or uh, uh, show that I took it from him. So I made another. And if you say, well, it sounds like uh, I hear a riff from the Ohio player. Ah, <laughs> again, I didn't uh, intentionally uh, copy some. I don't even know the track, but I will check it. Oh, I <laughs> love it's, it. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite riffs, so any echo of it is a good thing. And uh, yeah, the title track is hot, too, on that one. Yeah, Starbase Invasion. Yeah. 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 It, 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 a lot of these tracks are um, uh, like in a regular band. You got keyboards, you got uh, drums, bass, guitar, keyboards, and then I um, changed that to bass, 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 and bass. So you can, uh, with all the effects, you can make a, a bass effect sound like a guitar. You can make long notes uh, sound like a keyboard. So these tracks, they're all bass, maybe even as much as eight or nine bass tracks on top of each other and sometimes I listen to it you can't sing along with it you can't find this bass line because it's so bassy <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I, I uh, start off by kind of imitating a regular setup you know bass guitar and keyboards all imitated with effects on the bass guitar and the uh, star bass invasion is uh, one of them then on top of that, uh, somewhere there's got to be a little solo-ish thing, you know, and you take a higher screaming uh, sound, mostly uh, out of uh, this little uh, It's a real screamer. It is a uh, bass whammy. Bass whammy. Butchie has one. You can uh, you press the pedal. It goes really up, and it, when you go down, it puts an octave under it, or two octaves. And uh, Bootsy uses it with uh, a big muff, that's a distortion, you know, really a screaming thing, and then he screams through this. You know, it goes really up or really down. With the, the manual of this uh, effect says, 
when you use the going down in a specific mode, warn your sound engineer. You're gonna blow up the, the <laughs> you're gonna blow up the speakers with this one. It, it makes a really sub low output, and when you put it really loud, you blow it up. Yeah, uh, yeah this. So here, uh, with this one, you can make nice, uh, nice solos, little solos. Bass whammy. Have you have you gotten much uh, feedback from other bass players? You know. Yeah, you know, Facebook is uh, is a great great medium for that. You've got uh, a lot of bass players uh, getting friends with each other and uh, talk a bit, a bit about each other's project projects and uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, I got a little bit, got a little humble thing, you know. I'm no bass player, but when you, what our manager always says, you are a recording artist. You put out uh, albums, you, you play music, you, know, you got some names on it, so uh, don't be shy. <laughs> and then uh, when you hear uh, other bass players talk about it, you know, and that, uh, yeah, they got inspired themselves. You know, the, the stacking of the. And uh, while recording, I, I found out some stuff, you know, and um, like, for instance, when you use um, uh, beats, you know, uh, OJ, the, the hip hop uh, producer, puts on a beat. That's something he has got from another record or, you know, from vinyl records. Uh, James Brown or other obscure. And he makes a beat. He glues it together, and you got a beat. The beat is always uh, the same. It's digital. The first beat is 100% identical to the second, and so on. So I, uh, I'm a musician. I uh, okay. I like the beats. It's it's fat, but so I asked our drummer to complement the beat with real life Hyatt. You know, that's the uh, the cymbals on it with the paddle. So. Uh, to give it a human feel. So you got the beat, which is completely dead <laughs> digital copies of each other. And on top of that, you hear a, a live drummer. <laughs> you know, that's what a, a computer can do that, but a, a human can. So all these tracks on Starbase Invasion, they're beats uh, with added uh, half, a <laughs> half a drummer. Which makes it on the low end fat because it's a real mixed uh, beat, and on top of that is the, the the human factor. That's something I found out, you know. Uh, or um, playing with the bass whammy, you know. There's some uh, what's the track called? Star Child. Never heard do. Never heard anyone do that. So that's uh, for me it was uh, accidentally. Came along, yeah. So other guys uh, start experimenting with uh, with effects as well. Not the same thing. They don't like it, but uh, that's that's funny. So you, you inspire each other again. And for me, as a uh, a bass player, I heard in the last 33 years, four guys came up after the show. Dutch, let me talk to you. And uh, I like the show and this and that. I'm going to tell you, I started playing bass because I saw you. Mm. Oh, man, <laughs> the biggest compliment you can get. I mean, I started playing bass because I heard Bootsy. 
and then and, and, and uh, seventy five, you know. And then a guy, a, a kid comes up. Well, I'm playing because you know what I mean. That is it's amazing. Play it forward. Yeah. Play it forward. Yes. It's uh, you. You don't know when you pick up a, an instrument or start recording. You know, we talk together now. How is uh, we wouldn't would never have met probably if 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 not for the funk and uh, and recording. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. Have you ever uh, met or uh, communicated with Freakbase? No, never. No. I know he's there. I know he's, he's close to Bootsy, and he did some. I, I saw some uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. I think when we would uh, live next door, that we would have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. No, I never. And he's he's playing a lot, but of course, America is a big country. It's uh, he's. Uh, I think he's. He was last year uh, on Facebook. I saw he was then was playing there and there and there and there. You know, he's got a he's got a schedule. Well, another guy just so you know influenced by Bootsy. So I was curious. Uh, yeah. You guys definitely seem to have a, a kinship there. Yes, definitely. No, I, ne I never met him. I, uh, I we're on a, a sampler together, the compilation album, <laughs> a track by Dodge and a track by Freak Bass. It was released by Funk to the Max Records. Um, yeah. So we were close, <laughs> digital close. <laughs> you also uh, worked with Menace, is that correct? That's correct. Menace, Dennis Whedon from New York. Yeah, he, um, I don't know exactly how that story goes, but he hooked up musically with a vocalist girl in uh, Holland called Kasha. And she, um, asked him to produce her record and she was uh booty uh, performed i think it was in paradiso in 95 and i think it's a little story i don't know exactly if it's true she jumped on the stage or jumped around his neck and asked him to uh, do a recording the next day on her album so that i i i've got it it's a little uh, cd project kasha's world and the man has produced it, and Bootsy's on it, so that uh, was in the in the in the funk universe a nice uh, vehicle. He was uh, that he was on it, and um, so then we was uh, we were recording uh, the come out, but we were uh, kind of lost <laughs> as uh, as a band. We uh, we're uh, how you say it? We're a total democracy. We got no band leader. We got a manager. That's it. So he uh, does the, the the business side and uh, the bookings, you know. But for the rest, we have uh, we all have our saying. So when you start uh, recording and mixing an album, you sooner or later get into trouble. <laughs> you need some leadership. Someone has to say because studio time is uh, is expensive. It's expensive in the studio, and uh, you can't sit around and hmm, maybe we should this or that or about one track you can talk weeks how to so uh, in a way somewhere a guy knew a guy <laughs> menace uh, was asked to uh, to do that and uh, I, I went there with uh, with dice the guitar player to meet with him and kasha and uh, i remember he was sitting there he had a pile you know in the camera such a pile of cds he was on and he he, uh, he worked with Janet Jackson, I remember, and uh, Bootsy, and 
He knew everybody. So, and he had this hit, Doghouse. And um, I knew that hit. I, I liked it because Bucci's on it with a real, on the one yeah. big mark. It starts off, oh my God, that's a good track <laughs> because of the first tones, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, it was nice to, uh, he came over and he uh, he did some magic, magic stuff. It's amazing. And uh, because he, di he did it before, of course. But, um, yeah, we were like, uh, yeah. Uh, we could what, what do you want you know he uh, we do what the master asks and uh, then one time he said mm, I need some vocals okay everybody calling everybody vocals three vocalists came in uh, after uh, a couple of hours and he got his thing or then he he had an idea you play a saxophone solo he said to the saxophone player uh, we turn it around uh, so it, it's reversed on the on the album in the, in a way that was doesn't sound too uh, shocking, but well, if, if he says uh, we're going to do it, uh, eventually you end up with a track with funny, funny stuff, <laughs> uh, something we couldn't, as a band, never could have done. Then later, uh, later in life, we did some uh, live uh, live performances with him, and uh, well, he's a real uh, he's a real performer. Dresses up, you know. What instrument did he play? Guitar. Guitar. Yeah, he's a guitar player. And uh, later, I asked him for uh, Starbase Invasion. He came over. He came over to uh, Uden, uh, where I live, in the studio with OJ. And uh, I said, "Well, I got a track. Um, can you make something which looks and feels a little bit like Doghouse?" And he did, and it's called Fishline. <laughs> And uh, he's on that, and then we, uh, and then the Dutch recording, uh, we put on a mic in the middle of the studio, and we started interviewing him, like gear interviewing now, and uh, we we recorded his answers, and at one time he says, "Well, music is a struggle. It's like one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, three steps back." And there you have it. <laughs> he was talking like that. And so we, when Menace was long gone to the U.S., we had this recording. Hey, man, that sounds a little bit like a, a dance, you know, to, when you put it in, in the computer and, hey, <laughs> put that music under, and there you go. So that was that track called, um, hmm, what's it called? The Struggle, of course. Yeah. Kind of like so, a, fu a funky hokey pokey. I don't know if you know that track. Funky hokey pokey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Then you get, then you turn around, something yeah. like that. So you still keep up with, you know, what Bootsy's doing on a regular basis. I mean, he had uh, this record out this year, and um, yeah, you know, are, are you still? Keep yes, I. Um, the power of the one was uh, was a relief. Finally, some bass, some Bootsy bass, and he's a. Uh, He's, um, he's making room for other musicians, you know, um, uh, to to let them shine. But uh, I, I, I'm always uh, very relieved when he's playing the bass up front, loud, drumming himself, you know, his specific way of drumming. And um, yeah, that that final record that was a good one. Is a good one. 
And uh, the one before that, mm, can't remember. Worldwide Funk. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, for me, okay, it's, it's a Bootsy album. One, it's okay. It's Of course it's okay. But then there's a little difference in uh, quality, I think. Maybe it has something to do with, uh, I don't know. I, I made two records, you know, and there's a difference between them as well. So he made like a million. And uh, of course, there are differences between records. Yeah. Um, lost that train of thought, but. Um, I'll edit here. Um, Well, I think, you know, with Bootsy, I love all this stuff to different degrees, but, um, you know, I don't think there's anything that can replace when he worked with George, you know, it just brings out a certain extra something, um, you know, when George is in the, in the room, when Bootsy does his thing. So. Yes. Yeah. These two are, uh, yeah, they're real friends, I think. Uh, and, um, I don't know if, if there is a hierarchy or something. First George and Bootsy or or maybe that you shouldn't think it in that way. They're f just friends. But I only know it from Bootsy's um, uh, interviews. He always says that George got some stuff out of him. You know, he let him shine. He let him come out. So yeah. And I know I was going to mention was it's uh, just a shame that uh, it doesn't look like Bootsy's gonna I, maybe he won't play live anymore, you know. So no. he's still doing the records, which is fantastic. But yes, uh, man, if he's not on stage again, that's a, a real shame. But uh, you know, at least we got to see him do his thing. Yes, it is. I think it's a health thing, something with his uh, ear, joints. I think oh, a ear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Well, he can look back on a uh, very fulfilling, funky life. He lived like 20 funketeer lives in at one. <laughs> no question. Yes. Um, what what do you have a, a one or two that are favorites of yours in terms of 7-Eleven or Dodge uh, tracks? Well, um, there are a few tracks where I uh, just uh, let let it happen those are i think uh, the uh, the nicest thing the other ones like uh, eat that funk alive or talking to the bass these are like experiments the the, the producer uh, i come in the studio he says okay i got a beat here it is what do you want to do i don't know plug in uh, tune the bass which of the 50 Possibilities will I press this one? Here we go. And these, and then uh, I place fool around on the bass. He says, "Okay, I got it." Like that. We got what? Yeah, what you just played. You got it. Uh, I'm just yeah, next. And then okay, next one. Looking for an effect, a way, looking for something. Stack it, you know, like ten bass lines on top. Afterwards, you got to cut it because it's you can't process uh, ten bass lines at once. And then after that, you have uh, first you put in the ingredients, all kinds of basses and sounds and uh, vibes and 
and then you start mixing it to a, a nice edible something. I like these tracks the most, which uh, really spontaneously uh, organically uh, come again. Organically, organically come around and uh, come about. That's uh, yeah. That's uh, it's as if something comes out. You know the. Uh, then a, a, a little bit, I feel how real professional, real musicians could feel every day composing songs. You know, when you put it, open the faucet, <laughs> when you're feeling good, turn it open, here it comes. And then there's a guy who likes it, or is the, and he records it, and so it, yeah, you can uh, produce a track when you put it down and you mix it, master it. And that's it. Look for a title, or even maybe sometimes put lyrics on it. But with with Seven Eleven, that's a it's a different different um, dynamics. It's a band, and it, it starts in the in the in the in the rehearsal. We have no tracks which uh, come. So there's no uh, maybe once, but. All the tracks uh, come together in uh, uh, um, in uh, during a rehearsal. The drummer starts, you know, you, then uh, play some bass. Then the guitar player complements it. Hey, this is nice. Let's record it. Okay, we got pieces. Combine it. Then in the meantime, the rapper and the, and the vocalist uh, write some lyrics. Got something down, and then you got a, the the basics of a song. It's different. It's a, it's a different uh, way of uh, making music. But for myself, you know, uh, it, I'm more of a uh, studio guy. <laughs> studio guy. Yeah, I like well, you're, a, you're a bit of a gearhead. I've, I've, I've been able to tell that. <laughs> yeah. You know, between yes. the cars and the pedals and all that. Yes, yeah. pedals. Yes. It's um, that's a, a piece of um, Bootsy's uh, being is that. Sometimes you see um, uh, interviews where he talks about the the technical side of the Starbase and uh, and the pedals. I really, I'm really interested in that, uh, and because I understand it, I, I know what he's talking about. You know that the the pedals go through separate lines, the sounds, but when they come out together, they influence each other. That is, I can. Um, Explain it in a different way. You would say, uh, like, like the the star base. This one has two outputs. Is it? Yeah, you got two pickups, two pickups, and two outputs. And this one goes to a mutron who says quack, and this one goes to a mutron who says oh. <laughs> so yeah, you you play on the bass. Quack quack quack. On the same time, it's oop oop You know, the, because the mutrons are set differently, mm -hmm. but they they come out at the same time. They go to different mutrons, and then they put together and go in an amp, in an uh, in an or, or go through another effect. And then um, Bootsy has five. I got two. He has five pickups, five outputs, five different lines of. Uh, so when you put that together, but for me that's too complicated. So two is enough, but the, the it's a funny thing that the effects, you know, they're talking different words, 
they come together and they inf seem to influence. It's not quack anymore. It's the the, <laughs> the, the frog sound changes because of the other right. neutron. The same. The whole is different from the sum of the parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes for me. Uh, I have after all these years finally found a Dodge sound. I never play with uh, the bass guitar without effects. It's always two mutrons, one in this setting and one in the other setting, coming together. Specific sound goes through the bass whammy with the big muff or whatever the bass balls. So um, yeah, there was a so that that uh, um, I, I I yeah I don't know how it. Um, Started, but it started, and it, I'm now in this uh, position. In this, uh, and Bootsy had the same, must have had the same uh, uh, way, you know. He didn't always play uh, the first recordings. His, his bass has one output. Later came more outputs. You know, he start he started combining these these uh, these sounds as well. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, yeah. I know no other bass players who do the same thing. You know, we've got two outputs and two bass, uh, two effects, and joining them together. Yeah, Bootsy and Dodge is my little. <laughs> That's the little formula right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, when was the last time you were able to play live? How's the pandemic affected where you are? The pandemic uh, killed it all. Yeah, we came to a full stop. And uh, it was April uh, 2020. Yeah, we sat together and with the 7-Eleven, but Dice and me first. What do you What do you think? You know, do is it likely for us to ever <laughs> perform again? You know, it was before the pandemic. It was hard to get uh, shows. Get uh, you know. Uh, f funk music, no covers, and we're making our own uh, our own stuff. You know, Holland is very small and unfunky. Yeah, it's uh, the venues ask uh, DJs over here. We got a DJ or a band which has um, some famous singer, or uh, they got some hits. But it, it changed. We 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 can't get any. Uh, uh, I don't want to sound desperate. But we didn't get any uh, uh, live gigs for a long time. So then the pandemic uh, killed it off. So I proposed we, we could, after 33 years, call it a day. And we asked uh, the rest of the band, oh, well, <laughs> oh, well, maybe. So, uh, yeah, these two things together, basically, uh, not getting uh, live shows. We're not being asked, you know. It's um, so for myself. I'm trying to, um, yeah, you know, pick it up again a bit. You know, the the, the studio recordings. I got some uh, uh, like seven or eight tracks ready to finish, and then uh, don't make an album, but release it on on through other channels and. Uh, do my bass thing again, but again, I think 7-Eleven, that's going to be uh, difficult. Or something should come along. I think when, uh, after the pandemic, when people can go to shows again, 
And yeah, who knows? You never know what's going to happen in the future, but uh, it looks like <laughs> it looks like uh, the the pandemic did it. The final uh, the final blow. <laughs> well, yeah. Glad to hear that you're still at it. And yeah, you know, when when do you think we might hear something? Yeah, um, I uh, asked uh, OJ, the guy from the, the studio, the other day. Let's finish it off. You know, he said yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that was that was it. So anytime, anytime soon. Well, let's say a couple of months. It should be. Uh, yeah, can be done. It's it's just uh, details. I would say technical details. Some uh, we have some rough mixes. They're a little bit in the line of uh, Starbase Invasion. A little bit more bass, <laughs> even more, more bass. And let me see. That was uh, like I think five years ago. I asked Rob Manzoli. You ever heard of him? Yeah, he's on the well. Shake the Gate is the first exposure I had to him. Yeah. With the Funkadelic. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Manzoli lives in London with his wife Sue. And he uh, produced the last, the final uh, 7-Eleven album. Okay. So I asked him to do a few Dodge tracks as well. And uh, after a few months, I got uh, the, the files back. He uh, did his thing on it, but I didn't like it. That sounds harsh, but but after uh, maybe a couple of years, <laughs> I think yeah, it was produced by him. Maybe there are people who do like it. I don't like because Dodge is again mixed way back, and he is stacking up his own bass guitars and and keyboards and vocals and really loud. So Dodge is is, uh, is again uh, under. And for a Dodge album, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't want to put it on my own album. On the other hand, why not? Why not bring it out and say, okay, this is a Dodge track uh, produced by uh, Rob Manzoli and uh, and Sue, his, his 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 wife. Why not? So these these are four tracks. <clears throat> so in total, it's uh, yeah, it's a, a couple of tracks coming up and. Uh, yeah, we got some. Uh, for one, I had a have a nice um, uh, cover. You know, it probably is going to be on iTunes or Spotify or something. But I have to get off my seat. Can I get it? Sure. Can I show you. Of course. Wait. You know this one. Yeah. The best record of all time. But it is like Bootsy? Question mark. Well, here's your answer. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's one cover. Don't know if he likes it, uh, the man himself, but I thought it was funny. And then uh, under there, I'm going to put a, uh, a the title of the track. So, so if, I made it, a, if you made a physical version of it, then you could also have the star glasses that pop out of it, like the original. Yes, yes <laughs> exactly. I never had that. Uh, I, I have the, the record, uh, two of them, but not with the pop-out uh, glasses in it. Yeah. And then, like all of these records, there's so many versions of it, but uh, never had that one. Yeah, well, I I still have the original, but my glass, the glasses are long popped out and lost. So, 
long time ago. Yeah. Well, excellent. So how can people, you know, keep up with what you're doing and find out when you got something coming and all that? Yes, I would say the best would, would be uh, Facebook. That is, um, yeah, I, um, I am on Facebook uh, looking at other uh, funk bands, musicians. We're in touch with each other. Also, car, car guys are also in touch with each other, Dodge people. But, um, yeah, once in a while I, uh, I get um, questions from, I would say, Dodge fans. Where uh, when is the next uh, stuff coming? And uh, I keep in touch with uh, with these people. I think that's the best one, the best way. Maybe that's corny. Facebook. I haven't got a, a site or something, but yeah, it's Facebook is quick. Yeah, you're you're in touch right away. Yeah. You, know, you and me. I mean, yeah. seconds, yeah. <laughs> minutes. Yeah. yeah, and and thank goodness for the technology too, like this. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so but that's I know 7-Eleven's uh, website is still active, though. Which website? The 7-Eleven website is still active. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can still uh, look at that, and uh, if there's any news, we'll put it on. But uh, basically, we're in a, some kind of suspended animation. <laughs> Maybe get out of that uh, that sleep. I don't know. Well, the world's been in suspended animation, so hopefully... You know, yeah. everything will get out of that soon. And, you know, I think coming out of it, I've said it often, I'll keep saying it, coming out of this, there's going to be, you know, a nice little explosion of creative energies being unleashed uh, from yeah. all this pent-up, you know, time. And so I yeah. think uh, funk is going to be part of that, that we'll hear a lot of good new funk coming out and um, yeah. bands returning to the stages eventually. First, we'll hear yeah. some new music, but stage will happen you know when it happens but um i'm looking for okay. that i got a question for you i mean you know about funk <laughs> you're, you're you're an expert you know the uh, bootsy and george and uh, people like that i would say people who who invented it or started it always say well we need uh uh bands who take it over take over the the that that P-Funk vibe, but what do you say? Is that possible? Is that even possible? <laughs> well, I'm certainly hopeful, and I always have my ear to the ground, and sometimes there's musicians out there that have a hard time getting heard that maybe have that potential just because of the way the industry is now, and the Internet, of course, is a double-edged sword. You know, you can maybe get something out there, but there's so much noise how does how do people even find it on this vast internet? Um, yeah, but, you know, I hear things that give me hope, and I think that funk overall has really kind of bounced back a little bit the past few years. I don't know if you've sensed or felt that, but I have that. You know, the legacy groups, uh, the ones that are still around, seem to be in a little more demand um, for performing, and some of them have come back with new records. Um, you know, God bless him. Thank goodness that George is, is still with us and still been doing yes. his thing for so long. Um, you know, people wonder about uh, the new generations of his group even being able to carry it forward and how they're going to do. And uh, I'm really impressed with uh, somebody like Eric Scheider, who's been putting out some cool records. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, the the Funkin. There was uh, some guys, some, uh, some sons of the original. Uh, yeah, no, well, uh, yeah. Haskins. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Now there's third generation, you know, in the group um, out there performing, and I, I don't know when was the last time you saw George Clinton's band perform, but I thought in the um, late '90s and early 2000s they were kind of a little ragged. But more recently, the last few years, they kind of got back to being uh, more cohesive and and better again. And so that gave yeah. me some hope also. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I would say it's virtually impossible. They did something, but you, you, can't, um, you can't do that without the original people. Some, as, as if, uh, yeah, when they're gone, that, that was it. You know, you can't have a second James Brown or something like that. Well, the the depth the depth of it, I mean, musically and thematically, and uh, um, you know, just the presentation and the movement and the lifestyle, and it's just so vast. Yeah, it's it's its own universe that'll never right. be replicated. No. So you always end up with. Uh, well, in my tiny little universe, something like someone like me, influenced by uh, the bass guitar of Bootsy and his person, and then give a twist to it, and yeah. And sometimes I even think Prince is someone like that. In the early days, I thought ah, Prince was influenced definitely by, let's say, the original Pete Funketeers. So, but he made a new, he made his new branch of it. So it's uh, not it's not even recognizable anymore as being from the funk. You know yeah, what I mean? He brought so, something. He was very special in the way he brought something of his own to it and yeah. took it in a direction that was just about as deep. Uh, and I don't think we'll ever see another Prince either. But no. You know. But I, I would uh, have to think of uh, what Bucci said in a uh, in an interview. Uh, what do you think about Prince? Yeah, yeah, he was hanging around the Bootsy shows, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the rest, he said nothing, whether or not he was good or not. And why? Why is that it? Yeah, he was hanging around the Bootsy shows, so uh, maybe with his entourage, and uh, yeah, so he was influenced by it, but did his own thing with it. Then maybe if Bootsy and and. Uh, and the P-Funk was not around, he would be hanging around somewhere else. <laughs> when, when, I, when I spent some time with George Ambootsy in the early 80s, when Prince was just starting to really rise, um, I remember they both told me that to them, he was the only one on the scene then that was really doing something that was special. Yes. So they were both impressed with Prince early yeah. on and, and thought that he was sort of like the only one in the early 80s that was kind of taking it forward. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> so. I was, uh, uh, I think it's uh, brutal, is that the right word? Uh, to say uh, in a song, my name is Prince and I'm funky. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's, it's impossible to say uh, from yourself, over yourself, you're funky. It is, somebody else can say it. Yeah, he's funky. But not, hey man, I'm funky. And I would say, well, if you say you're funky, you're not. You know what I mean? 
Well, but he can say it because he's Prince. He can say whatever he wants. That's kind of like uh, from from the rap uh, mentality. Yeah, rappers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm funky. And we all have, you know, within 7-Eleven, when somebody says he's funky, hey, man, I'm a funky guy. Well, you're definitely not. <laughs> when you say, it's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm funny. You know, I'm a funny guy. Yeah, that's, that's not, you have the fact you're saying you're funny. Then maybe that's funny. But you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When you say it, you're not. Yeah. But he can. <laughs> yeah, he was an exception to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been great. Uh, really fun getting to know you and talking funk is always fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for helping keep the funk alive, Bart. Much. Yeah. Doing, uh, doing what we can. I'm not dodging the funk. <laughs> and uh, thanks for the opportunity. This was uh, in itself was already uh, amazing. Definitely shoot yes. me a track when you know you get to that point. I will. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Take care. You too. <laughs> See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to Pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder, you can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at funkinstuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Funk and Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythm's membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at funkinstuff.net, buying Everything is on the One, the first guide to funk book at Amazon, shopping at the Funky Things store for cool merchandise at funkinstuff.net, and linking through funkinstuff.net for all of your Amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven results-oriented professional marketing, PR, writing, or editing consultation or production, check out the media services section at funkinstuff.net. Also, I encourage you to drop me a line at scottg at funkinstuff.net I love the feedback, suggestions, guest requests, appearance and sponsorship inquiries, and just talking about my favorite subject, groove-based music. For now, and as always, this is Scott Dr. GX Goldfine saying, keep on keep vibing on to the rhythm of the one.